You're listening to Arrowhead Radio. He doesn't love us because we're good. He loves us because he's good. You can't steer a boat that's not moving. We need, we as Christians, we need to start opening our mouths. And it says that he who believes on the Son has life, and he that does not believe um, does not have life, and the wrath of God abides on him. Uh, to me, one of the greatest things God did to me was give me peace, give me a hope, give me a promise. And I thought, I have eternal life. I'm, I'm bound for heaven and it's, it's forever. I'm Mark Dana. And I'm Venus Cote. And this is Hope to the Nations. Hello, Venus. Hi, Mark. So are you ready to kind of delve into God's story this morning? Are you awake? Did you have your coffee this morning? Are you ready for my well, Mark bantering, is, I guess they call it? I don't know. That's Mark what is I heard being a turkey. <laughs> a turkey? I'm from... Well, some people have the turkey as their sacred bird, Venus. And that's probably yours. That's why you're acting like one. Oh, well. <laughs> no, My na- the, from the eagle clan. So <laughs> My name soar is above the turkeys. <laughs> My name is Venus Cote. And I'm Mark Dana. And I'm Jillian Ludica. It's nice to really have nice you here. Really nice to have you. I'm happy to be here. Happy to be here. You never know what to expect. Venus and I, we throw things at you. <laughs> I think I'm ready. <laughs> well, we usually ready. throw at each other, but that's okay. <laughs> um, we're talking about uh, stories, testimonies of what God has done in, in one's life. And over the past few days, we've heard different stories, and they've just been such a blessing and, and encouragement to us. And... I'm sure yours is going to do the same thing. And uh, <laughs> and so, Lydia, uh, why do I want to call you Lydia? <laughs> I don't know. Jillian, <laughs> you have a story for us and what God has done for you. Would you like to share some of that story with us or sure. all of it? Yeah, I'm definitely down for that. Um, well, um I was born in Fredericton, New Brunswick. Um, I was born into a family not really centered around Christ, um, but luckily I, I had um, a neighbor who decided that they wanted to introduce us to a camp okay. um, and Sandy Cove Bible Camp. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we started attending there when I was maybe five it was it was wow. i was really young um <laughs> and it's a huge blessing that my parents were were allowing us to to go there my siblings and i mm-hmm. and so that's kind of where i first um heard the gospel um and when i was that young obviously i didn't really understand a whole lot um i was kind of there just for fun but um Every other year that I got to go there, it was a little bit more that um, I could grasp onto. And um, through that and 
the same friend that I had, she also invited us to come to church with her. And so we were in Awana and stuff like that. And um, little by little, um, I started to understand a little bit better um, that I really needed Christ and that I was a sinner and that I'm lost. And um, so when I was around 10 years old, I, I came um, to know Christ. I accepted him as my savior. And um, my sister also became a believer. Um, unfortunately, my family still, uh, the rest of my family doesn't really follow um, Christ and they, they uh, still need him very much so. And um, that, that is kind of, I guess, my story of how I came to know Christ. Um, I had the privilege of attending um, uh, Bible school um, a couple years ago, mm-hmm. and that was um, an amazing experience. Um, also, working at different camps, um, it's been a huge learning curve and and just um, constant battle. <laughs> it's a constant battle, um, but God is always in control. And he, um, he definitely has, has shown me, um, so many things throughout the years that, um, have really, um, impacted me, obviously. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely a constant struggle. So for the people that are listening to this podcast and maybe they're considering, following Christ mm-hmm. and you're talking about struggles mm-hmm. what would you say to them as far as like what are some of the struggles they might expect or what you've experienced mm-hmm. and then how has Christ helped you in those struggles so um, I guess the main the main struggle um, that would come to mind is is um, acceptance uh, at least within my family, not so much with other people, I would say, mm-hmm. but um, at least within my own family, um, because um, being at home has always been like just tough to to constantly be striving to be more like Christ when you're always being led in the opposite direction um so there's a conflict that goes on yeah so so you always want to do what's going to be honoring to god but Mm -hmm. sometimes when you're in an environment that is um not for god and not um encouraging you to be like god um like jesus Mm -hmm. um it's very easily like thrown out the door and just go with the flow um and that's not something to be proud of or anything like that um but it's definitely something that you constantly have to be thinking about because you're normal at home um especially in a home that's not christ-centered is uh is it like your day-to-day things that you do are probably not going to be honoring to god or at least the things that are accepted at home aren't going to be honoring to God. And so when you do choose to do the things that are, um, like that are right. Um, 
people in your family may question you and and wonder why you're you're doing that um or like i mentioned that i went to bible school when i decided to go there the first thought um that my dad had was why aren't you going to get a real education you like you need mm. to go to actual school right. um right so that was that's it's just tough when you have that kind of um somebody who is like so important to you yeah. questioning something that is should be the most important to you um it's just yeah that would be like the biggest thing but um um i could also say that it's really rewarding mm-hmm. um and to know that um that it's what god would want um for you to continue to learn and be um open to his word and what he wants for your life and not what other people want for your life um it's yeah it's um it's really rewarding to to feel um like god's presence and acceptance of what you're doing and if you're in his will yeah um so yeah ruthanna my wife um she had the same kind of a kind of reaction from her father Mm. well how are you gonna support yourself like what are you gonna do with your life and Mm -hmm. she said well i really believe god wants me to go and learn more about him but then after she had served him for a number of years Mm -hmm. her father said to her you know out of all the kids you've made the best decisions your your life has really stayed on track Mm -hmm. and so it was the confirmation that he he was truly concerned right Mm -hmm. and when he saw that god had blessed then he was endorsed her on that level so there is there is uh you know the the story hasn't all played out right yet mm-hmm. it's it's definitely really cool to see how god works in in uh in his ways and not other people's ways because um i remember there was a time when my family was really really struggling for finances and um my sister uh she took our parents car somewhere and she ended up totaling it and yeah <laughs> yeah and um uh-huh. it was uh um obviously not expected <laughs> and um <laughs> is, I guess. and so sh- we were all kind of worried because we're like well we're already so far behind on bills and now we have no car um mm. how are we gonna get through this but um so obviously in that situation you think like well this is it like (laughs) how is this going to be good Mm. but but god can really take anything and um and make it positive and yeah and use it for his glory and so what ended up happening was um uh our father is a a mechanic Mm -hmm. and so he ended up getting more money back for um for the car and it like covered a bunch of the bills that we needed to pay and then like he just fixed the car up instead of instead of just like writing it off so we ended up coming out on top because she got into an accident which is bad but (laughs) but god (laughs) used that and and uh is that it's a story that i'll never forget for sure yeah Yeah. that really Um, is a good story yeah 
Do you mind me asking how old you are? Because I know you're still very young. I'm 22 years old. And that's wonderful. In comparison, like relative comparison. That, that's wonderful that you're walking with the Lord and, and you're young. And uh, I know that uh, um, you go to a good church. Do you have any friends Christian friends your age? Um, I would say most of them um, are my age or a little bit older. Um, most of that comes from being heavily involved in camp and um, and go from going to school. Um, yeah, if if I didn't have that, um, I think it would be a, a big difference in like where I'm at. Um, that's actually something that God's really been teaching me recently is that um, you really need to have solid people around you um, to encourage you because the devil is never resting. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's... it's. Um, I think that it's most, most people are my age that I would be hanging out with and stuff. How is camp... Uh like, how does, has God used camp in your life? Well, um, I accepted Christ at, at camp. Um, the main family, I guess, that has taken me and my sister in um, were actually the directors of the camp that we went to. And so all of their kids were around our ages. And we all became really, really good friends. And so um, they really took us under their wing. And... Um, kind of made us honorary kids of the family right um which is like if they wouldn't have done that um again i think it would be very different for for me and probably my sister and um so i'm really really thankful that god brought them into our lives and that and that they um wanted us to be in their lives um but yeah yeah that's great. Mm -hmm. I know it's been an important part of our family because Venus and I were talking about it, and you know our kids were just really little when they were here at the, at Arrowhead and mm. grew up in camp all their lives. And now my grandkids, they're basically at least my daughter. Uh, she's involved in camp, and so now our my grandkids are those kids, like just little kids running around camp. And, it's always great. Um, camp definitely is a special, special place that um, I wish everybody had the opportunity to come because it's it's like nothing else, honestly. Um, <laughs> it it's just great. It's a great that's, place to be. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, you're talking to the you're preaching to the choir here. <laughs> <laughs> So, what are you doing with yourself today? Like? Well, um, it's interesting you ask that. Um, recently, I've actually been struggling a lot. Um, there's been different things going on um, uh, that have um, kind of discouraged me. But um, like I was saying, uh, recently, God has really been pushing um, being surrounded with those who are solid and and that um are following the lord and um honestly if if i didn't have those few people um really pushing me um i would i would be uh 
it, w- it would be very um, different, I think. Um, but they're, uh, yeah, it's just uh, me trying to um, get back to where I want, like was. Um, so that's kind of where I am right now because um, a couple of different things happened and and I felt um, very abandoned um, by a lot of people um, and I felt like I had almost lost some of that trust. <laughs> um, oh, too bad. Yeah, and um, and so it's just kind of getting back to where I was at. And but I'm. I'm on the way up now, so that's that's the positive. Um, but it's a, like I said, it's a constant battle. You're always gonna have those ups and downs, and it's just important that you you see um, what is true, mm-hmm. and then you continue to work for that. Um, because otherwise, what are you gonna work for, right? Yeah. yeah. When you think of Christ, like he was abandoned by his disciples mm. at the time mm-hmm. who he loved and followed him for three years so he knew what it felt to be abandoned by mm-hmm. people yeah but it didn't change him thankfully mm-hmm. i was reminded of uh, a time in my life where i was just a new christian and uh i lived with my grandmother who was still drinking at the time so i was living under her house and I would go outside and sit behind the house against the wall and I would cry and I would ask God, where are you when I need you the most? Mm. And uh, because I I never had, I never felt so much alone at that time. And he always said, I will never leave nor forsake. And I remembered those words and then I didn't feel him at that time and I just felt so, so alone. And... Well, I didn't realize at the time what he had done was that he had given me the strength to be able to endure that time. And I made it through that time. And and, uh, there were times I wanted to quit. I wanted to give up, but I didn't. Mm -hmm. I I remained faithful in those darkest times in my life. I thought, where are you? But he was there all the time. He gave me exactly what I needed when I Mm -hmm. needed it the most. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, God is so faithful. Huh? He doesn't. He doesn't. It doesn't change him. Mm-hmm. He's just. He's just there for us. Mm-hmm. And he's sovereign. He sees and knows everything, and that's. I feel like that is um, something that can be very um, peaceful, like to just know that, um, and and comforting, for sure. We can't see what's coming down the road, but he can, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. He knows. I'm so glad that he's encouraging you like that. That's. I'm sure there's people out there listening, and they're at the same place. You know, like they're they're wondering, like, okay, I feel abandoned here. Mm-hmm. There's nothing worse, I think, than than feeling abandonment. And we sometimes we think, you know, God, did you abandon me? But if you look back, like it wasn't God that abandoned man; mm. it was man that actually abandoned God, right? Mm-hmm. And He was right there yeah. with the answer. I want to ask you something. You went to Bible school, and you were on a team. Mm. Uh, 
I knew that you still owe money to the school. How did that come about? Is it, do you still owe or? No. Um, well, <laughs> God always provides. Yeah. Even even if you don't know who is going to like be the people to provide it for you through God. Um, yeah, I had no idea what I was going to do. <laughs> um, I had, I had like no money um, and, and God, God somehow brought it all together for me. And it was definitely something I worried about often. I probably shouldn't have because um, he always comes through. But um, yeah, no, I don't even know where a lot of it came from. I just, uh, a lot of the time um, they would call me to the office or something and be like, oh, mm. this is covered or this is this. And yeah, wow. I was really, really um, thankful for that, 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 and that's a huge, um, like, telltale that, like, you can do whatever God wants you to do, even if you don't believe in yourself, um, or as far off as it might seem. If you feel called to do something and you really feel that that's what God wants you to do, you should you should go for it because He's going to provide that for you, or He's going to use that in some way to. Um, to further him so his glory able to keep your diploma yes yeah <laughs> i did wall now. <laughs> yeah. i was so excited when i found out that everything was that you owed nothing it was mm -hmm. all taken care of yep. that's yeah that's wonderful it's mm -hmm. great too venus mm -hmm. no there's and there's lots of lots of people i mean i wasn't the only one at this at the school um yeah, there was um, one of my friends as well. He um, he ended up um, having like was it like three thousand dollars from like one donor, just like wanted him to have that, and that's like a huge amount of money. But and he had been like unsure how he was gonna get his payments and stuff done. But mm -hmm. sure enough, that's that's exactly what yeah, happened. It cost more to go to school these days right yeah when i was younger it was probably like really inexpensive <laughs> what yeah. does philippians say i will provide for your needs according to his riches, riches and glory, and, glory. Mm -hmm. and i'm sure it's not just your finances but you can see god at work in your life um answering prayers little big Mm -hmm. and just to know that he is not left mm -hmm. he is standing beside you holding your hands mm -hmm. i really like the uh the poem uh footprints in the sand yes. and it starts yes. off with two mm -hmm. and then you wonder where the other set went and uh it says he was still walking but he was carrying mm -hmm. us even though we don't have the energy to continue on but he 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 carries us when we're weary and when we're tired and when we're discouraged mm -hmm. or whether we're, we're going through some uh trial in our life so what are you doing today are you do you have a job are you working or well um right now i am not working i've been kind of just um working on myself because uh, because i was struggling quite a bit mm. just to um 
get up in the morning sometimes. Um, so I really needed a break. And so that's what I've been doing. Um, but I do plan on going back to work. Um, but it's, it's kind of been a huge blessing for me because at work I was so limited in what I could do, um, outside of work because I was working full time. Um, there wasn't a whole lot, but now that I'm not, it's kind of opened the door to maybe coming back to camp in the summer because I wouldn't have had the opportunity to do that. Mm -hmm. um, so I've been keeping that option opened. Um, and I kind of wanted to go and like work with kids somehow. Um, maybe at like a school or something. Um, but yeah, that's kind of where I'm aiming for now because I think God has really placed kids on my heart and I want... Um, I want to be a part of kids coming to Christ because I know that how important that yes. is. Yeah. Yeah. So important. So, that's where I'm at currently. So are that's you exciting. looking foreign field? Are you looking Canadian field? Or are you yeah, there's actually um, there's a camp in in Maine actually, and Camp Good News that I was okay. thinking yeah. of going to because mm -hmm. um, when I was at MBBI, I did. Um, um, a camp like outing group called Outbreak, and we went to seven different camps and got to work and oh, see you were how, part of that group, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, and so we got to see like all these different camps, and and um, it was really cool to see how um, all of them had the exact same. Um, I mean, they're all different, but the goals all the same, and mm -hmm. um. So, yeah, I really fell in love with the camp in, in Maine. So I might see if I can get back there. If not, like, um, even even anywhere, honestly. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, Maine's a great place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, so that's exciting. And you, God put children on your heart. Yeah. That's, that's wonderful. Because <laughs> I know that children are on God's heart, mm -hmm. right? And uh, there's no better example of our faith than to have childlike faith, right? Very true. Very true. So I'm so glad to hear your God is restoring your spirit. Or I don't know exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but you're feeling that you're actually moving closer to God right yeah. now. Yeah, um, very much so. Um, it's... Uh, it's definitely looking much better than it did a few months ago for sure. Um, I'm sad. Yeah. Do you think you'd be ready to be able to share like with somebody else, like how God has been doing that? Yeah. Um, I think that, uh, wherever you are at in your walk, um, regardless if, maybe you've taken a few steps backwards or not. Um, mm -hmm. I think that it's important to share your experiences with other people because regardless of what those experiences are, um, God can still use those in, in any way. Um, you might see how he's working. You may not see how he's working. Um, but, uh, he's definitely going to take um, 
if you're if you're working um and wanting to further his kingdom for him and glorify him in what you're doing then he's going to use that however he sees fit and and he can do that and um doesn't matter what it is you know um we go through different seasons in life as well and mm. um i've met christians that had served god all their lives and then they became depressed and they felt so guilty mm. for being depressed but depression is not something that you have to feel guilty about it's actually something that happens to us all in different ways and uh as christians i think we can encourage somebody mm. like it doesn't depend on how we're feeling no it no. depends on his grace right mm-hmm. yeah that's that's um that's definitely something that uh that's been on my mind um because uh like i said some days it's hard to get out of bed like it's hard to to get up and and do something mm-hmm. um and and sometimes you feel like a failure like you're just not doing anything that's positive um and um but sometimes like you kind of need to just kind of take a step and Mm -hmm. and realize like i need to take a tiny step just like a tiny one just a little bit and then that will kind of get you going on on um where you need to go um as hard as it might sound to do mm. and that comes back to having those people around you too that um will really push you and, and encourage you to to do what you don't want to do um because you may not feel like you want to do it but you know you should be doing it um but yeah, yeah. i'm thinking of peter when he tried to walk on the water and he was walking towards jesus everything was good until he started looking around Mm -hmm. then he went down Mm -hmm. so then jesus put out his hand and just pulled him right back up Mm -hmm. he didn't let him flounder or anything Mm -hmm. it's good to have him there we talked also about elijah and how after his great victory he actually felt like he was all alone he was he was tired right Mm -hmm. fatigue can hit us Mm-hmm. probably hitting us right now i mean it's after the week of uh, yeah um i'm thinking of your family and and uh, you were talking about struggling and your family were watching you how did they feel did they i know that because they aren't where you're where you're at and but you're the daughter in spite of all they still love you Mm -hmm. and uh did they want to help but didn't know how to help you or you mean recently yeah when you're Mm, i think that they didn't really understand um what how how i felt um i guess but i mean they're always going to love me no matter what. Um, it doesn't really matter what my choices are. Um, and, and, uh, they might question them and, 
wonder why why I'm doing something or why I'm not doing something. Um, but um, I don't know if I'm answering your question. <laughs> um, I think so. Y- yeah, yeah. Uh, because as your parents are not on the same wavelength when it comes to Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. But, uh, and uh, like you said, they didn't understand what you were going through. And uh, But I'm sure deep down they wanted to help, but they didn't know how. Mm-hmm. And But you did get your answers. You did get your help from your Christian brothers and your Christian sisters mm-hmm. and people that cared about you that care about you and uh, and sometimes there are people out there who are alone don't have the fellowship that you have what words of encouragement would you have for them that are feeling uh, abandoned that are feeling discouraged and and feeling uh, uh, no hope, how would you encourage them? I would say um, open your Bible um, and and just little by little make your way through it. Um, and, yeah. and if you're not in a good church, then you should probably find a good church because um, that's where you're going to make those connections with those people who are going to know how to edify and and lift you up when you're when you're not at your best um and those are the people who will keep you accountable and um i mean i would love for everybody to be in camp ministry too and and to have um that kind of a family Mm -hmm. surrounding you um i know not everybody feels feels called to camp ministry um, or are, are interested in it, um, but it's definitely a wonderful place to make those those connections, those important connections. Mm. Um, I think it's a win win. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it's a, you're in God's creation. Mm-hmm. You're with other people who want to serve Him. Mm-hmm. You have a purpose, and mm-hmm. that's serving others. Yeah. And working together in the body of Christ uh, is nothing. When when we're working together the way God wants us to, there's nothing better than that. Mm-hmm. I find. Yeah, I I remember being um being at MBBI and loving it so much, purely because of the um, atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everybody. It was such a, um, at least coming from somewhere where not the majority of people aren't following Christ and then going somewhere where everybody is following Christ um, and wanting to know more about his word. And then you have the teachers on top of that that are really there to help you learn and and um, and help you in your walk. Um, it's... It's a place like no other, honestly. Uh, I would say. It's a privilege, eh? Yeah. If you, I would honestly say, if if you're a Christian, like, if you even spend a year at Bible school, you won't regret it. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I needed it in my life. I couldn't have done without it. Yeah, it you learn so much, and it's not even just the material that you're learning. It's it's outside of that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's just a priceless experience that I think every Christian, every believer should have. And then there's always like when you you know how it is when you have such a wonderful time at camp and then you go back home mm-hmm. and then that support is not around you and everything. yeah That's i i definitely had my uh <laughs> my years of of going to camp and being on fire for the lord and then going home and then kind of being in the slump and and then doing all over again and going back to camp um but it's once you have those people outside of camp too it makes it so much easier just to to keep that up and those relationships yeah those relationships that you're that you build um within like your local church or whatever outside of outside of camp or or um school even if you went home for like the summer i finished bible school in 89 and i still have my relationships with some of them and Mm -hmm. and i had one friend who um walked away from the lord and uh but I still remained her friend, and mm. I would talk with her, and I would um, go and visit her, and and uh, she came back, and one of the things she said to me was, thank you for being there. Mm. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for just uh, being patient, because I didn't preach to her, and I told her that mm. uh, um, she knew and was taught the same things I was taught. She didn't need to be preached to. She didn't need yeah, to Yeah, she knew, huh? Yeah, she didn't need need any of that stuff. She just needed to be loved. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I have some friends who are still out there, but at least I know that I can love them because I knew them. Mm-hmm. But those relationships last forever mm-hmm. because you've they've seen you at your... They've seen See, me at yeah, my worst. Yeah. And that's that's like a family, me, right? Yeah. They've seen me struggle, and, and they prayed for me, and they hugged me, they cried with me, and and that's where most of my growing had taken place was at Bible school mm-hmm. because I went in as a mature student, and I had no idea what I was getting myself into because I had no idea what the Word of God was. I didn't even know the Bible characters, and mm-hmm. it was just like me going into grade one, learning all these brand new things which I knew nothing about. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. and I'm still learning. I'm so far from having so much knowledge. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm just uh, learning yet, and I don't think we'll ever be able to master. No. I think that's uh, kind of encouraging, though, to know that you can you can learn as much as you can but god is still bigger than that and and he is infinite and we just can't retain all of that but that just makes him so much so much better and i feel like that's just that's just what um makes us want to just be more and more like him even though we'll never get to that point of being just like him I um in Bible school I struggled with Leviticus of course mm. <laughs> and uh, and, I, and I struggled with the book of Romans I could not 
understand the book of romans and okay. and i i don't know what uh, what about it that i struggled the most so <laughs> about a couple months ago i decided that i'm going to go through the bible so i got to the book of romans and i said okay lord i don't know why i struggled with the book of romans in bible school but i'm going to read the book of romans and it was almost like he took the scales off of my eyes right. and I started reading <laughs> and I'm thinking this is not as hard as I thought it was because then it was about Paul okay. mm -hmm. and I was getting to understand who he was and his journey and and w for us to be able to understand uh, just just the gospel mm -hmm. and I'm thinking that's all it was I don't know. Maybe I scared myself so bad that <laughs> I, that I wasn't getting it. And I think <laughs> not. I think I know that even though we learned a lot in Bible school, the actual footwork is after we're done. Mm. Yeah. And what are we going to do with what we've learned? Mm -hmm. And when we come out and, we, and you study that oh my goodness i never saw that there before and it's just lots of new things mm -hmm. that just seem to pop out yeah I, th I think uh friendship too is something that if you have a a friend that really cares for you then that person will go to great lengths have you ever heard the story of gary and 10 foot joe and mm -hmm. 10 foot like so. joe was in the ministry and then he turned his back got into you know going back to his old life and and gary and he were really they are i mean he's passed away now joe but they were best friends and so gary was looking for joe with no address at all he was just praying to god and he was walking in the north part of winnipeg and here's joe sitting on the steps wow <laughs> And he went to Joe and he said, Joe, you got to come back to God. You got to come back to Christ. You can't walk away from him. And anyway, so Joe came back to the Lord and, and Gary warned him, don't do that again. Don't walk away from him again. Mm -hmm. Anyway, but Joe had took uh, really a great a story. I mean, he, he was in one of those really bad residential schools like okay. a bad one i mean if there's good or bad this mm. one was bad what he, he shared some of that stuff can you imagine the i was in manawaki quebec which is like it's two hours north of ottawa and joe is from north northern ontario northwestern ontario kenora but way up okay they went, those two people went to the same residential schools. People from Manawaki and people from his area in Kenora. Oh, wow. Can you imagine the just the distance they mm -hmm. had to go? And then he shared some of the uh, the hurts and, you know, the, I mean, he still suffered right to his death with, you know, mm -hmm. the memories, but God used him because mm. we got together with other people in Manawaki and they people came and they were older than than me even but you could see on their face that it was like a hard hurt mm. but when they got together it was like 
they remembered all those things. But I mean, just the idea of, I think they helped each other by remembering, right? Mm. So we need to remember each other and remember, oh, I remember when I was at Bible school together and mm -hmm. God was speaking to us and encourage one another when we, when we need that. Yeah. I know that um, at least in my class, um, there are a handful of people who aren't, who um, have no interest in, in walking with the Lord, um, mm -hmm. which is, which is heartbreaking, honestly, mm -hmm. to, to um, have spent that time with them um, growing and then mm -hmm. to see them. Um, but I think that just makes it so much more um, important to show them that love. Mm -hmm. um, because, because you know what each other have been through. Yeah. You're um, kind of like a witness to mm -hmm. what God was doing in their lives. Yeah. Just sure. to let them know that uh, you're thinking of them. Mm -hmm. I thought of you today. I have a friend who uh, was a really good friend. And uh, he, he walked away and didn't want anything to do with God anymore. Years have passed and I sent him a little note just to say, I was thinking of you today, and he hasn't spoken to anybody um, that was affected with, with the Bible school mm -hmm. for a long time, so I just thought that I needed to let him know, and, and he answered me back, and he said, thank you. Mm -hmm. And he said, I needed that today. And mm -hmm. I thought, we need... We need to do that, and yeah. I, I did mm -hmm. that with, with my friend that came back to the Lord, and she's doing extremely well. And just to let them know that um, you're thinking of them, and, and uh, every now and again I get discouraged, and someone will send me a little note. Mm -hmm. And that's all I would need is just a little note to say, I'm thinking of you today, or I thought mm -hmm. of you today. And sometimes the Lord lays upon our hearts different ones whom are struggling and there's mm -hmm. a reason for that because God knows already what we're thinking, what yep. we're feeling and what we're going through. Mm. Just to just to know that even though we feel that, but we're not alone. Mm -hmm. And he knows that. And sometimes I I think to myself, he sees us hurting and he just wants to come down and give us that that hug that we mm. need. But uh, he'll do it in his word, or he'll do it by another person. And mm -hmm. one one time, I was in church, and I was struggling with something, and I would go to the front of the church, and I'd be sitting there, and I'd be crying, and and I and I sat in front because I didn't want anybody to see that I was crying. Mm -hmm. And the lady walks in with her two kids, and they were always there, and uh, and. The little girl kept saying, I need to go and give Venus a hug, mommy. I need to go give Venus a hug. <laughs> and that morning I was just, I was saying, God, I need a hug today. I need a hug from you. And that little girl was so oh, persistent. Wow. <laughs> and the little girl got away. <laughs> she come running around and she come to me and she said, God told me to give you a hug. And I started crying Whoa. even more and she gave me a hug. And her <laughs> mother came and she says, I'm so sorry, Venus. I'm so sorry. And I said, I, then I told her that I'd been praying and asking God for a hug. And she came to me and she told me, God 
told her to go and hug Venus. And oh. as young as she was, she was five. And she came and gave me that hug, and, and her mother was surprised mm. that she obeyed the God. Lord at such, mm. at such a young age. And, and mm. that's all I needed was I got my hug from the Lord. Mm. And I think that co- that comes back to how important children are to to god yeah. and just like because if if i if i had the feeling that that i needed to go and hug somebody i might second guess that yeah. i might think well what would they think yeah yeah but a child would just doesn't matter yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing that's a testimony to how a child's heart is so open huh? mm-hmm Mm-hmm. And we're supposed to keep that. Mm-hmm. But it's harder for us, I think, when we're older. Like you say, yeah. we think of what is somebody going to think yeah. if I do that. Mm-hmm. But then in the scripture, like when you think of, I think it was Onesimus uh, that ministered to Paul when he was down in the prison. And his name is right there in scripture. Because mm. Paul needed somebody. He, how much more abandoned could you be than down in one of those pits that yeah. they call the prison and that he needed someone to come and bring him food and uh, and warmth because nobody was going to do that for him mm-hmm. it's not like a modern day prison where you got your own room and stuff yeah. your tv wasn't like that yeah <laughs> but anyway so remembering those people that remember mm-hmm. someone in their need mm-hmm. those are kind of like heroes of the faith yeah so I'm thank you, thankful you brought that angle to us today because I think every aspect of our lives can be used to speak to other people, to encourage other people. Mm. And thank you for, for bringing that up. And yeah. Do you have a favorite verse? Some th- a verse that you hang on to or cling to? Um, I think... My favorite um, passage is Philippians 4. Um, um, But uh, it's just, it's a passage that really is comforting because it talks about how God is, um, is like surpasses um, all of what we know. And, um, and that is is my um, favorite part about it is is that regardless of what's going on, um, you can find peace in in him because he loves you and and he knows exactly what's what's gonna happen. And so that's my favorite that I kind of hold on to. But yeah. Thank you, Jillian. Thank you for just coming to spend some time with us and mm-hmm. I trust and hope that we could be an encouragement to you and, and you've certainly been an encouragement to us well, I'm glad you guys have definitely encouraged me alright <laughs> this has been a broadcast of Arrowhead Radio a ministry of Arrowhead Native Bible Center you can follow us on Instagram at ANBC underscore NCEM. Look for a new episode next week, wherever you find your favorite podcasts.